Previously on Polyamory. Leaving the smell of burning flesh and on fire things that used to be a town, and whatever remains of the people you acquired the thin pointy sword of you more, you are trundling away on some piggies. After a while they do start to slow down a bit, knowing that they're they're far enough away from danger. I should probably say hi. Uh, Brelmara, hello. Uh, how are you all? I am D, and these are my lovely compatriots. This good boy is Dusty, and this is Gatata. You've been assigned to the Disruption of Adversarial Business Services Bureau. This is why you now have the stealth cart. It's yeah. blacker than the previous cart, Ooh. as are your piggies. Is this your first time seeing a human attack? Yes. Yeah, they're, um, they're vicious. The pseudo-dragon in the Minopothecary courtship t-shirt <laughs> just sort of snuffles and a little plume of smoke just comes out of their nose. I, I think we try and find somewhere to, to camp for the night. I like power, so I said, hey, big nightmare snake god, I will take power in exchange for nightmares. And then... I was in a club and I did some drugs and without really thinking about it, now I don't have nightmares and the snake is really not happy about that. You're telling me, you selfish bitch, that you're going to make me stare at the faces of my dead fucking family for the rest of my life on the off chance that you don't have to carry your own fucking backpack because some god somewhere has lent you half of a shred of some magic. Pretty much. So you all settle down on the stone floor and the night wears on being as dark as a cave is because it doesn't get any darker or lighter that's just how it be you've got the cart pulled up to one side and the cave wall against the other side so you've got sort of a a natural bottleneck where you are and there are shadows something or other attacking you from the shadows so you take a like a massive swing and clock the one that you've already damaged in the side of the head as your swing continues, because follow-through is important. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it then clocks another one, which manages to sort of impale the bones of the first one through the second one, kind of pinning it to the wall. You head on through the tunnels, through Mordtown. Romara takes a moment to have, like, a, a little glance over at Polyarmory Mordtown and <sighs> Daru's fried rat. So many memories. Uh, Do I at least still have my collection of, of little toys and trinkets that came from Darrow's? They weren't yours. You have your trinkets. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The no, toys weren't are. yours, but the trinkets are on. should be on your character sheet. Yes, they are. So eventually, after a long ride, you start to trundle into Groybon. It is huge and busy, and there's lights everywhere, and the smell of a thousand different food vendors. There's people selling things here and there, randomly trading things. Then there's, like, huge department stores like Bumbles. There's the oyster cart rank, where all the different carts are kept for if you if you want to rent a cart for the day. You can see the huge library spire off in the distance. There's, uh, like, a two-floor Darrow's Fried Rat. People of every single, like, most, pretty much most species. Not much in the way of humans, but pretty much everyone else. Alright, uh, I'm back. They're all in one piece. Oh, fabulous, uh, You've done a wonderful job. Uh, good to see you back. We've got a couple of issues at the moment. Obviously, there is the concern about the rebuilding of Croak Manor. Then, of course, there's these fake traps that keep turning up. Yes. I think the gnolls have something to do there, and 
Maybe you should be looking into that as well. I shall leave you all with uh, Mara to give you some idea of what you're up to next. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Polyamory. I am Janiac. I am the mistress of this dungeon. Joining me today are Becky. Hello. James. Hello. And Laura. Hello. We are down a nick. D is away this episode. Oh no. We can make up some bullshit about what that's about any second now. Uh, so Skitata and Dusty, what? where that D do? Well, being a changeling, you know. Probably some cool espionage bullshit that we don't get to know about. It's like super cool and also super secret. Is this freelance work outside of the polyarm where you're going off and doing cool side adventures that will probably get a spin-off series later? See, I was imagining that it was for the polyamory, but I like the spin-off. I was imagining this guitar like drugged stew or something with a very powerful and surprisingly long-lasting uh, laxative. <laughs> For any particular end goal? Shits and giggles. So, at the end of last episode, Romara was updated that there was a couple of things going on that the Polyarmory wanted looking into, and you as a group had been assigned to work with her. (laughs) So, at the moment we've got a few threads we can look into. You've been told that the gnomes, they're not able to work for the Polyarmory at the moment. They've all been hired to help in the rebuilding of Croke Manor, the home of Nestle Croke, uh, who is also responsible for the bottled water plant, which has dammed off the river running down to the Polyarmory in Mordtown. So there is that. You've also been advised that somebody is making fake traps, something Bromara was aware of. That sort of knockoffs of the of the popular polyamory supplied brands, and they 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 want to try and find out who's behind this, see what they can do about getting that shut down. Yeah. So in terms of deciding where to go for that first mission, I think I'm picturing this episode starting in maybe sat in the pub or something, trying to trying to break the ice as a group because obviously not all of the group is getting on. Straight away. No, so you're in the local JP Leatherspoon. Um, <laughs> what's happening? How's that going? I think Bromara is having a decidedly uh, nervous drink in front of her. Just a, okay, okay, we've got to, got, got to deal with the tension that's okay. here and sort this out. Okay, let's have a wisdom save then. Oh, gosh. 14. Okay, yep. Everything is okay. Yep. It's, it's doing alright. It's a lot, but you're doing okay. Yeah, Brumara is having a drink just to sort of, oh, okay, okay, this is, this is awkward and tense. Bit of a nervous flap. A little bit. There might be a little bit of a flap going on. Okay. Uh, with with the, the presumable silence that's, uh, that's here as everyone sat down, Brumara's going to jump in first and try and uh, kick things off and go. So, um, potential jobs we can go on. I think I know which one we should do first. So, th- these these knockoff traps that the gnolls are involved in, mm-hmm. I think we should start there. Because uh, less to do with the actual job with the fake traps, and more to do with the high elves that they seem to be 
protecting that we may well encounter while working this job might be a source to getting you a hold of some of that um, No Nightmares drug. Um, I recognise when we talked the other day, I was a bit flippant about it and I, you know, didn't realise quite what I was walking into there. I'm happy to try and help you get some of that, but I feel like you need to know something about it before we go in. Um, it doesn't get rid of trauma. You might get a solid eight hours sleep. You know, that's probably better than nothing, but it it, it, it doesn't get rid of trauma, and I know that firsthand, so I get it, and I'm, you know, sorry that I got us up on the wrong foot, and I'm happy to try and see if this job might be a way to help and sort you out a bit. Well, that's an improvement from insufferable bitch, I suppose. Well, an improvement from insufferable bitch I'll take. Yeah, I I I, I apologise. It's it's been a lot recently, and I have not been coping terribly well. Um, I've had a lot. I've had a lot go away recently, and I've been grasping for stuff a bit. I have no real offensive magic anymore. I'm in a bit of a spot. I apologise that uh, I may be a little bit, been a little bit grasping and trying to trying to get some of that back. That power from your god. that what you're trying to get back? Pretty much. It's the only thing that feels attainable to get back right now. Um, I am in a bit of a you-do-as-I-say-or-you-don't-have-any-power situation. Hmm. Can I show you something? Sure. Uh, is going to sort of swirl his hand and the dirt from the boot print that he left in Bromara's face is going to land on the table and be joined by a load more of little bits of sand that have just shed off of him. And it's going to stand up as a little character that he can just manipulate using his mold earth cantrip. Do you know what this is? I do not know. This is a cantrip. It took me about ten minutes to learn off of my sister. And do you know what it cost me in return? What? I had to sit there and pay fucking attention. Look, it's it's not that I'm not trying to do magic other ways. I'm trying to learn other classes of magic that don't require that right now. But, um, yeah, we're not all blessed with being born made of an element that, you know, predisposes us to being able to learn magic from a book as easily as you might, perhaps. And when some of us are in tight situations and feel like we've been backed into a corner and need to survive. Sometimes a dark god or friendly power is a route to survive. You did rather stop me halfway down my point there, Bromara. Do you know who can stop me being able to do this now? Oh, I get the point. No one can stop you doing it now. And as a result, who has the power? You. Now, in your situation, you want power... By serving this god. Look, I, I, I get your point. I get your point that my power isn't my own. But also, I didn't at the time have the luxury of stopping to learn. And I am where I am now, so... I don't need a lecture on, on the value of having magic that can't be taken away from me. As someone who's got magic that's been taken away from me, I know full well the downsides of the path I took. I am attempting to learn other magic with the, with the dab magic... You know, you saw I still have magic without 
uh, the god I've been serving. It's just a lot less than I had. And just trust me that I know it's not ideal, but it's the situation I'm in. It seems to be the situation you're trying to return to. It's a situation I'm a. F- Sometimes it's not as easy as walking away from very powerful relationships you might be in. There are certain times when you don't have the power to walk away. As, as much as you might know that is what you probably should do, or what you might want to do, it's not always as easy as just, just walking away. Well, that I can't understand. But as far as things that perhaps might cheer you up, how about I show you one that you can learn? Yeah, what are you teaching? Um, it's the gust cantrip. You get to use a blast of wind to knock things away from you. Do I put that on my spell list? Uh, pop it on the thing. You spend, like, ten minutes teaching vocal somatic. You, you have your leviosa moment. <laughs> yes. Sort of correct, correct pronunciation for, for the incantation for Gust. Uh, correct fingering. There's a little bit of, like, <laughs> stiff fingers, and you have to sort of sort of bend her fingers slightly and just, no, like this. Yes. <laughs> Stuff it. I, I think it's worth noting, while Romara really appreciates the gesture, I, I don't think it necessarily fixes the underlying concern Romara's fighting with at the moment, which is, I've lost all my offensive magic and I feel a little bit helpless. Because I think that's a big part of it. Is because you've, you've been going on for so long. Yeah. Like, you had no power, then you had power, Suddenly yes. you've lost everything, and you've split up with your partners, <laughs> and you're being faced with Dusty who kicks you in the face. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's still a lot. I, I think I think Grimard still has that thing lingering of, I had the power to keep myself and other people safe, and now I suddenly don't have that. And I think the lack of offensive spells is still hang- hanging there, but I, I think Grimard really appreciates the gesture. Mm. Next question. Right. So, uh, Croat Manor. Yeah. There's a bit of a staff shortage because it was on fire. Yeah, that was my old group. I have... I have questions. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember how we got there. We... we went there trying to deal with a... an issue that involved, uh, a, a lack of water access. Um, big corporation trying to privatise a water source. Not a great thing. Um, I think the plan was we were going to go and try and talk the corporate overlord into going, ah, you know, I've seen the error of my ways. Um, I am what started as a conversation ended as a house on fire. We got as many of the staff in the building out of the building as we could. Right. Well, I think I might stick to letting D do the negotiations for me. No offence to you, of course, but... Oh, uh, uh, in my defence, I don't think I triggered that situation going south. Romara does definitely remember the specifics of what happened, but um, I don't think she necessarily feels the need to get into the specifics of it with, with a new group she's a little shaky with. That's fair enough. So tell me about this Nolan and we're off to do then. So yeah, uh, the the on the book job that we're doing uh, for the polyarmory is is a bunch of counterfeit traps are being made, and you can see how that would be a problem for the polyarmory because knockoff parts not only are gonna eat into their sales, people not buying the actual traps, but 
when things start going wrong with them, you then get a bunch of complaints saying, oh, you sell low quality substandard uh, traps, which is not good. Um, now, a reminder, Jane, what do we know about this? You know the Polyarmory uh, catalogue, and there's been a couple of times where you've been to Null Warehouses, yeah. and there have been, like, almost the same list. Like, like we all... saw some knockoff traps when we went to get the uh, the the Hammer of Bam. Yes, so there is a brand you know that Polyarmory sell, uh, Merkin the Aggie Wizard. They make a variety of tracks, in- including things like uh, the blow-off, the... Eyes on the prize? Whether you need to keep an eye on light-fingered minions or watch for adventurers on the pillage, the Mac and the Aggie Wizard Eyes on the Prize Crystal Security Ball is the arcane artifact for you. Up to 64 can be connected to this beautifully designed magic mirror that would look at home in any throne room. Simple gesture controls allow you to switch view, zoom, or pan. Mirror available in silver plate or on its effective. So, CCTV system. <laughs> Basically. But that's... That's Merkin and the Aggie, uh, Aggie Wizard. You've seen... Similar design, yeah, uh, but sold as Morpin the Aggie Warlock <laughs> or Aggie Wizard, I think it was. So, in terms of places we could start off this investigation, do we know of any warehouses, perhaps that we've been to before, that might be places we could go looking for the source of these? You've you've been around Croybon for a while now. I would say that you know how to to get around. You you yeah. you, you know sort of like the industrial areas. The, the main central area where most of, of things have been so far. I would say that, yes, you you know where warehouses can be found. Okay. So, yeah, this, this is where we're at. We've really not dug into it, but if we go, if we go and find some warehouses, we can probably find some knockoff, uh, knockoff stock and shake some people down to find out where they got it from. On that same tact, perhaps... The High Elves, who produce the uh, the Purple Worm, which is that No Nightmare stuff, seem to have protection from the Gnolls. So maybe while we're shaking down a Gnoll, we ask some questions there, and I think that's a good place for us to start. So let me make sure I understand this. We're going to go and hunt down some Gnolls about some traps, because they guard some wizards that sell some drugs that I want. Well, not entirely, but, you know, of the two missions we had in front of us, one of them seemed like it was killing two birds with one stone. Well, Look, we got off on a bad start and I was trying to find a first mission for us to do that might demonstrate to you that maybe I'm not as bad as, as you might be assuming. Well, you see, I tend to have D do my thinking for me. And when it comes to something that's much more challenging than just hitting things, that tends to get left to them. So I don't want to go charging off trying to work my way through an entire network of people when there's a much more straightforward way of getting that stuff in front of me, which is, do you know a dealer or should I go and ask if there's a list behind the bar? Okay, well, as as I said, I'm not saying what we have to do. I was making a suggestion because we got off on the wrong foot and I was trying to undo some of the damage I'd inadvertently done. But if you'd rather go do the other mission, um, it's no skin off my back. Well, how about 
since I want to speak to one of these gnolls about one thing, and you want to speak to him about another, how about we just start, and we find a gnoll, and I knock the fuck out of it, and we both get what we want. Sure. <laughs> What's Gatata doing throughout all of this? Uh, crying in the corner. Oh no, why are they crying? Because it's Gatata. Oh no! Does anyone want to check on them? It's been like 40 minutes and nobody's spoken to him. Hey, it's Gitarsis. Sorry, hey. How, how, how are you doing? Uh, Sorry, we've been doing a fighting. He gets up, dusts himself off, and then violently shakes his head, but in a sort of calming way. Okay. And then gestures to the door. Is that a we should we should get going and do the thing? Could be. <laughs> uh, does uh, does Dusty understand the gesture better than Bromara, perhaps? He, he doesn't really understand Skatata. He just stops him doing anything overtly dangerous and points him in which direction things need to explode. Well, in that case, let's go make a null not quite explode. Okay, where do you want to head? Are you heading towards? The high elves shop, or are you heading towards the the warehouses? Where where are you going? Are we just hoping to find a likely looking knoll around town. I feel like warehouse knolls are probably the better ones to beat up and not draw attention to ourselves, as opposed to going and beating up some security outside a shop. So should we try and find maybe some like a like a a warehouse somewhere that you know, not on the high street, somewhere a bit out of the way. Yeah. Okay, so you leave the the bar. It, it's a terrible place. There's no music being played in there. It's too loud, and you suspect the barman might be a bit racist. <gasps> so I'm coming back here. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give any money to JP Leatherspoon or their derivatives. So you head out through the town, sort of past all all the the public facey bits, all the touristy bits of Groybon. And you get more, like, there's there's a little bit of, of like, residential area. And then it really seems to, like, thin out and space out. And it's big, like, warehouses and factories and, and, and things like that. There's, like, there's like a, a big Nestle bottle manufacturing plant yeah. where, where they make all the bottles. Uh, there's, and are they also supplying, like, Croke Cola from there? So they're... Doing it's it's a big Nestle bottling bottling plant yeah. for all all sorts of things. Probably even the new uh, Croak Classic. Oh, Croak Classic! Yeah, because you know it's a drink that's been around for eighteen months. Clearly, there's uh, a, an older version that people preferred somehow, because you know they're market researching the flavour all the time. So you head into the the industrial area. After a while, you you're sort of getting a feel for it. There's there's some lights on. There's lots of just closed places. It's getting quite late at night. But um, sort of on one quiet side of the industrial area, heading out towards the edge of Groybon, like full stop. There's like nothing out here. You're just heading mostly into tunnels at this point. But there is one slightly lonely warehouse, and you notice that there's a few carts parked in the cart park, and there's a couple of quite hefty-looking gnolls just sort of patrolling the, the border, which for, like, a standard warehouse seems like a lot, even for Groibon, because the mods would look after most things, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do you want to approach this? Uh, I, 
I'm going to leave this open to uh, to Becky and James first. Do either of you have any ideas about how we should approach this? Skatata is good at performance and deception, so mm-hmm. using that to either distract a null, allowing a surprise attack from the other two, or specifically Dusty. Mm. Could you fake injury? I was thinking injury, yeah. Yeah, pretend that you've you've sort of fallen down. Uh, you've you've been maybe you've been hit by one of the carts in the cart park. Sort of fake like like throw yourself in front of the cart like oh no <laughs> I've been I've been hit. Make it look like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> okay, so you you head towards the edge of of the cart park. Brumar and Dusty, you're just sort of hiding behind a corner or something, behind some boxes, maybe? Yeah, maybe we're just, like, w- watching for what's happening, trying to get a lay of the land. Okay, and and what does Skatata move like? Is it just sort of like a confident walk, or is it sort of staggery? So there's, so there's, we're at the edge of a car park. Yeah. And there's going to be a knoll patrolling the area, and Skatata's going to try and convince it that it's been injured... Convince it that Skatata has been injured by a by a cart. Okay, so the the knoll is on like one of those little golf carts, <laughs> but it's being pulled by a pig. But oh. it's clearly too small to be doing this job, so it's only going very slowly. <laughs> oh, so it's in a, it's, it's in a moving vehicle. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing that Skatata is just going to sort of stagger out in front of it and just oh no. <laughs> I've been injured in a workplace accident. <laughs> and it wasn't my fault. Exactly. <laughs> Is this like there's people in America who throw themselves in front of stationary vehicles to go, ah, oh, you hit me. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what I was thinking of. So let's have a, a performance roll from Skitata there. Nine. <laughs> um, it's, the, the pig barely touches you and you just throw yourself back about eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> Just skidding across the concrete, and and the knoll sort of looks out from the side uh, and reaches to like a little scrying mirror on its on its chest that's sort of at- at- attached to its shirt. Boss, there is something peculiar out here. <laughs> Some strange little fellow has just leapt backwards in front of me. Whereabouts are you? I'm in Garth Park, northeast sector. Um, at this point, Romara is going to attempt to do a nice big deep dab and cast Enthrall. Uh, so this is a second level spell. A target creature that I can see within range that can hear me. So this is going to be the person in the cart. I'm going to attempt to enthrall them, so they need to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, what's the DC? Uh, the DC was 13. Ooh, 15. Yes, unfortunately, you are not enthralled. Well, I failed to charm this creature. I was going to try and charm them into into maybe downplaying their uh, attempt to call in reinforcements, but instead I've gone, you don't want to call any backup in, this is us! And it's not gone over well at all. Who is us? Yeah. You and this leapy fellow. Yes, who you... you Ah, I appear to have uh, to have hit with your cart. What? Oh, oh! This is bullshit. He was like two feet away before he even leapt backwards. Hey, do you have CCTV here? I don't think so. Can you prove this that you that that you didn't hit my friend here? 
We have uh, opened the app Aggie Wizard Eyes on Prize CCTV. Oh, do you now? It just so happens we've been looking for someone with one of those. At this point, I feel like maybe we, we start a fight. <laughs> do you want to start a fight? I mean, unless you want to try and just, you know, like, kick and scream until we get taken to head office. Feels a lot easier than fighting our way in. I thought you didn't want to infiltrate this episode. I mean, I'm not going to stop you, but sure. Um, I was under the impression that the warehouse was not the middle of everything. It was just where some stuff was stored. And there might be something worth learning, but it's where the high elves are. That's the actual interesting bit. The high elves are in town. At the high elves shop. Yeah, that, that's my point. I thought that where we were is some little offshoot place that we might get the end of the thread, not the middle of it. You don't know anything yet. The plan, as we discussed it, was we were going to come and beat some people up for some information, so we've drawn their attention now. We're not going to get surprised. Do we still want to give them a bit of a roughing up? Okay. Yeah, my, my question was the value of the person we're roughing up, because at the minute it's the jobs worth in the car park. It's a jobs worth in the car park who can probably answer for us the question we're going to have, which is, where do these things get shipped from? I imagine a jobs worth in the car park can probably give us something. So what are you aiming for? Do you want to interview, uh, interview, interrogate this guy, or do you want to try and get him to take you into the warehouse and, and investigate the warehouse? Boss, I guess? No, I want to interview them. Get some lights. <laughs> the microphone. Put the, ca- put the cameras on. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> uh, Romara could attempt to turn this around and be like, ah, oh, you're on a prank show. Let us do the post-prank interview. <laughs> Do you want to do that? I, I, I don't know. Because I want to see a deception check for that, if uh, that is the case. What is, um, what's my deceptive ability? My deception's actually pretty good. You know what? Let's, it was an, a joke aside, but let's go for it. Let's do a roll. Uh, 12. Is 12 going to be enough to sell this? Yes. Oh, 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 we got you. We got you. Don't, don't. Don't worry about it. We we would just we were just having having a joke, seeing if we could fool if we could fool you. The 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 fact that you got stressed about ah uh, did the person jump in front? That was the whole thing. It was it was just a prank. Oh 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 oh! Where is where is camera? Hello, oh, mother. It's up in the up in that tr- that tree over there. <laughs> oh, hello, mother. Oh, uh, you got to me so good, but I am a good sport, so I am no uh, longer angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad you're a good sport now. Because we did do this in your workplace, we will need to talk to your boss and get a, a release sign to make sure that they're okay with the footage. Sure, sure. Um, you want to come this way with me? Yeah, yeah. C- come on, come on, rest of the rest of the crew. <laughs> He's gonna lead you towards like a little cabin, not quite at the warehouse, but near the warehouse. It's clearly like just a little security hut. Yeah, and there. There's a couple of gnolls looking somewhat dis- disinterested. They're, they're, it's quite chilly. They're having a, a, a cup of coffee. One of them's reading the newspaper. Boss, boss, you would not believe. This is amazing. I was on prank show. Uh, this funny, funny people. This this little fellow, he leaped backwards so far. <laughs> there is no way to believe he was hit in, in accident. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we just need to get a quick release sign so that we can use the footage. Do you mind if we uh, step into your office? Sure, you may step into my office. Okay, now, is Dusty ready to interrogate this motherfucker? 
and he leads you through this rickety door in this rickety porter cabin on the outskirts of a car park. And it's barely another room. It's quite small. You feel like if it was plumbed, this could easily have been a toilet. <laughs> but the, the three of you squeeze in there as tight as you can. Okay, well, to make sure that I'm not jumping in and making choices without other without other players' input, um, do we keep up the pretense, or do we just get very intimidating and go, you're now, t- you're now cornered in here, we're very big and strong, do you want to tell us stuff so we don't have to beat you up? Or do we just start beating him up? Well, if you want to jump straight for an intimidation check, then Dusty can do that. I just didn't know if you wanted to actually use face words. Uh, I, I, I'm good with whatever. Do you, do you want do you want to try doing an intimidation? I mean, I've got minus uh, one to that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I can, I can have a look what my intimidation's like. How have you got minus one to that? Because You're it's really based intimidating. On charisma, not on strength. If it was based on strength, uh, I'd have a plus two. Yeah, you can flex on people, but they're not convinced. I've I've got like three on intimidation. I will try and and turn this into an intimidation before we start the fight. Could I have DM discretion for I can use my strength for intimidation, but only if it's physically intimidating? If you perform a show of strength, like if you break something in front of him or bend a a girder like they used to in 80s action movies, then I will allow that as uh, intimidation with advantage. So still on charisma? Yes, Okay. but with advantage. Do you want me to give that a go? All right. So, after the door closes behind them all, Dusty reaches back and, you know, just casually, as if he's going for a bit of paper or something, and then, as if it is about the weight of a bit of paper, he's just going to get his warhammer out, slam it down on the desk, and as he puts it down, it's going to leave a big fuck-off imprint, the exact same shape as it. I'm assuming it's like a little shitty pine desk, it's not a good desk. It's it's under dark IKEA, definitely. (laughs) You're smashing through some MDF. So now in his desk, he has like a perfect little mould of this Warhammer, complete with the knuckles that are holding it. And he's just going to lean back on his chair. Now then, you don't seem like a very smart man. And as such, we're probably going to be on about a level here. We have some questions. I want some answers. And then I might not kill you. How's that sound? Roll intimidation. With advantage. Seven. Listen, I don't know who you are, but what is this? I thought this was some kind of prank show. This is other joke. You have broken my desk, so perhaps you are going to pay for it? Here's the joke. We've got some very basic questions we're going to ask you, and if you don't tell us the answers that we want, you're going to get beaten up and it's not going to be fun. It's nice and easy. Where did... You knock off uh, traps in there come from. Who sends them to you? The traps. We... Oldman sells traps. That is... This is what uh, they do. They sell traps. Legitimate trap-based business. Okay, well, where where did they legitimately come from? Factory down south. We come in every week. Big cart comes. They unload it. Anything you can tell us about that cart? It's a big cart. They unload it. Then cart go away. Driver, he is quiet. Can I make a grapple check against this guy? <gasps> sure. What I want to do is 
cover his mouth with one hand and starts snapping fingers with the other. So it's quiet, but it fucking hurts. Charming. I thought so. <laughs> okay, make a grapple check. 18 on strength. Okay, you've grappled him. So this is quite a small room, isn't it? Very. It's more of a corridor <laughs> with desk in it. Okay. Dusty reaches over the desk and with one hand he claps it over his mouth and pins his head to the back wall. And with the other hand he just reaches down and just snaps all of his fingers back. To, to the point where like... Oh, in one go or, or one at a time? He's, he's got another hand. We've got, we've got escalation. He's just going to like almost <laughs> lovingly for a moment interlock fingers and then just keep leaning back. Careless whisper plays in the background somewhere. Careless whimper, surely. Careless whimper. Bromar <laughs> is just gonna just gonna look him in the eye and go. So, at any time, just just give me a wink if you're ready to talk. <laughs> Dusty, I don't think he's gonna talk. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We had escalation. Is that the other hand going? I mean, we've got an entire arm that could start coming out of its socket. Because, like, now I've got him hooked by one hand. If I just start pulling that mm. down, but keeping the face up. Uh, okay. Can, can Brumara attempt in, uh, intimidation while this is all going on? To, uh, okay, like so. Situation. Okay, so. Yep. <laughs> sure. Uh, have a bonus. How did your players de- derail you? Well, they started just. Slowly pulling someone's arm off, <laughs> starting at the fingers, then the wrist, then the elbow. Uh, 21 on intimidation. Yeah, he's intimidated! Yeah. I'm not yeah. surprised. Um, are you ready to talk now? Has he winked yes? <laughs> he's, he's too traumatised. He's. He's not entirely... He hasn't sort of twigged on, on on what he needs to do. It's all too much. He's in a lot of pain right now. Uh, can we do anything to, to heal him up slightly? I mean, you've got to cure wounds, okay. but wow. Once it looks like he's going to start cooperating, Dusty's going to back off, use his one-a-day cast of cure wounds, and just sit down very calmly. <laughs> And he sort of like stretches his hands back and forth. <laughs> See, this is what we do when we need something from you. It'd be a real shame if you if you had no information to give us, wouldn't it? What do you want? Just tell us everything you know about where those traps come from. They come from card. They come in once a week. When when can we be here to maybe see these carts coming by? Wednesday. They come Wednesday. Okay. You're not going to tip them off that we've been here? Why should I do anything for you? Because you don't want us coming back. No, come back. Well then, Wednesdays, the bit of the cart come. Will we recognise this cart? This cart, it's got Oldman's written on the side. We work for Oatman. This is Oatman's warehouse. Wonderful. I think we got some useful things there. Don't you agree, Dusty? I think we're on a roll. Next question. You're obviously the security mug. Now, 
couple of security mugs hanging out in town. What are they on with? We're in town. There's... Altman has folk everywhere. He's big business. Well, let's just assume we don't want you keeping any secrets from us. Start at what you think we'll find the most interesting, and we might bugger off if we're happy as that. You've been watching Bumble's plan for corporate takeover. We maybe think to get some people in working there. We took over private security of their store recently. Perhaps they are thinking of takeover from inside. I'm just security. I deploy security guards. Fascinating. Now, anything under the table you're providing security for? I mean, we have uh, always someone watching after the hires, but they are small business. It is mostly for their own protection. And what are they afraid of? They're too stupid to be afraid of anything. They're just idiots. Oldman wants them watched for their own goods. And why does he care about their own good? Not running a charity, are you? They work for us. They have products. They fix products. And we get them materials for this. Okay, I think I think I think we got a pretty good idea out of this. I uh as long as you keep your mouth quiet, I think we can leave you be. It'd be a real shame if we had to come back, but I think we can leave you be. Let's have another intimidation check. Oh. Let's have it from the party actually. Oh, how intimidating is the group? Yeah, so on a group intimidation check. Okay. Uh fourteen from Bill Mara. Fourteen for Dusty? And a 22 for Skitata. Yup. So, confusing everyone, and general intimidation, and breaking his fingers and then repairing them. Skitata's the wild card, though. If you can leap eight eight feet when pretending to be hit by a cart, what else can you do? Indeed. It could be anything. (laughs) Anything indeed. So, yeah, I think he's intimidated enough that he'll just sort of, just, he'll grudgingly nod at you. Uh, at which point we walk out the office going, oh, well, we'll let you know when the footage airs, you know, when that when that pre- that prank show goes out. Th- thank you so much for your help. And then I was like, oh, this was a great day. Oh, perhaps I can get selfie on my scrotum if this was working. One for Instagram. I promise not to put before show is up, okay? Uh, see, I, I wish we could, but, we, you know, we're not allowed to show where we've been filming, so obviously selfies get a bit in the way of that. Oh, sorry, okay. but we'll, send, we'll let you know when it goes out. Well, okay, okay. But guys, I'm going to be on this great on that way. Sort of excitedly <laughs> explaining. He's already embellishing the story. Yeah, yeah. It's way more exciting than it was me. Uh, and you're just going to head out. Can I just say, I like that he's embellishing the story because I think, like, the fact that it's never going to go air means that his embellishment can build up for years. He can tell a much better story than he would have actually had. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're good to go. Okay. Do we have an indication of what the factor is? What would be the word? Legitimately producing. It it seems to just be handling these knockoffs. It seems like it's a distribution. Yeah, this is just just a warehouse. They yeah. seem to be so. As far as you know, they are receiving these traps. You don't know if they're distributing them anywhere. 
I mean, that could be some. Do they have like a um, a client list or a customer list sort of thing? You've only been in the security office, so. Do we venture further in going, trying to find client lists, or do we... Presumably no one else is here, right? You don't know. Was it the middle of the night, or not? Did I make that up? <laughs> it's late. It's, 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 I mean, it's underground. You can't really tell what time of day it is. It is late, though. You know, you know it to be late. But where, how much that matters underground, is it? My, my gut says that the best thing we can do is maybe wait to try and follow one of these carts when we get the opportunity and head where they're heading. I mean, if you want to go and see what the high elves are up to, I wouldn't stop you. Ooh, I've got a thought, maybe, before we before we leave the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe once we've left, if you can see any, like, rats or anything scurrying around, some sort of, you know, animals that might be on an industrial estate. You're in the wrong podcast for rats, dear. <laughs> yeah. Um... Ramara's going to try and use the cantrip speak with animals. Uh, try and strike up a conversation with a rat or something around. Sure. Do it. Um, hi. 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 How you doing? Got food. Obviously, Ramara's got a little bit of food on her because, you know, constantly feeding the menagerie of animals she's uh, ended up with. I've got, got food. Would you like more food? More food. Can you... Go and do something for me and there's more food. More food. Can you count how many people are in that warehouse? What? Uh, the people. Yeah, are you? Yeah. How many? K. And the rat scurries off. <laughs> and about 20 minutes later, <laughs> the rat comes back and goes, Got my food. Uh, how many? Some. A number. Some. <laughs> Is there a fancy human in there? Shiny. Yeah, shiny. No. No? Dull. 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 <laughs> okay, and there's a bit more food. Cool food. <laughs> uh, Brumara's going to leave a little stack of uh, cheese by a corner. More food. Um, so Brumara's going to take from this that there isn't currently anyone more senior working in there. Or at least... As best Bromara can tell, so so she's going to assume that there's nothing additional to learn in here. Although Jane's now making a look with the eyes that makes me... This is the thing. DMs have looks and I'm suddenly like, oh no, have they missed out on something? I mean, like I was saying, um, there might be like a client list or something where these... Where their stock is going to, basically, where they're going to distribute it to. And if... Yeah, I don't know how to I don't know how to explain to a rat. Can you recognise a client list of No, they can't. But if he's recognised that there's no one else but the security team there, I don't you know. There's we... some in there. Um, you know, there's some people in the factory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about this? Um, Ramara's going to turn around to one of the uh, the 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 staff that the security staff that's outside and go. Do you mind if we just get a bit of um, a B-roll footage of the factory just to, you know, intercut, you know, around around your segment? You're just going to get a sort of... Yeah. The one that's now out on patrol is sort of taking over on, on the little golf cart thing. Yeah. And it's, it's just trundling away. Uh, in that case, we wander in. So from outside the warehouse, you've got like a, a large loading bay. So like you've got the, the wide opening door onto where you can sort of load straight onto the back of, of various carts. Or you've got like a, a small side entrance door. How do you want to try and get in? 
near the loading area. Okay. There is also a little sort of, like, a little flight of stairs and, and a walk-in yeah. door there as well. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and just go for the door near the loading area. Okay, I, I'm going to say at this time of night that wouldn't be sort of individually personed, so yeah. you try the door, it is open. Uh, Romara's going to attempt to walk in as official looking as possible. She's got that high vis on. <laughs> yeah. And we've got a high vis that Skitata can have on as well. Yay! Uh, mm. Awesome, maybe luminous mushrooms and flowers. Can, can I do thaumaturgy to, to make it look like uh, like Skitata's got a high vis? Sure. To make a nice little glowing light effect Skitata. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so we walk in. And Romara's just going to have a glance around in case perhaps there is a list somewhere near the loading bay of the clients that things get loaded in and out from. Nothing like a clipboard or anything. Nothing no. Nothing by there. There's like somebody else owned this building and there were fire regulations, but that's sort of been like largely used for just like putting bags out on. Okay. Uh, and, and no one really has paid attention to that sign in a while. But surrounding you are like floor to ceiling. It, it looks like a bit, bit like any sort of like a B and Q. It's yeah. like floor to ceiling, like pallet loaded up top. Um, there's lots of like you can see lots and lots of knockoff traps. There's uh, what is almost certainly knockoff spell components. Like, it's probably the real thing, but it's not well made. The herbs have probably got, like, just a load of grass thrown in to just pack it out a bit. So they're not sort of good quality anything. It is the 99p shop of of apothecaries. (laughs) Uh, There is a few people sort of milling around doing sort of stock stuff. And in the distance, you can sort of hear a... A sound that you... I know Bromara knows, I don't know if the rest of you will know. It's a sound of people travelling through portals. Ah, James, out of character, have you got any thoughts about what we should do? Uh, I was going to suggest find an office, but now I'm a bit more cautious. Yeah, are you, are you thinking maybe we, we get out before we, we do anything too treacherous? Or, or are you still like, still investigate, but cautiously so? <clears throat> I mean, we've got the high visits on. Like, I guess we could try pull off the we're official for official business here and official land thing. Um, but yeah, I was expecting a quiet warehouse to sneak around and look at shit, not sort of infiltrate in a active workforce yeah. sort of thing. Uh, do we see too many people around? You can't see anyone at this oh, point. I thought you could oh, hear okay. people. You can hear someone using sort of what you think is portal travel. How does it sound like it's nearby? Relatively. It's quite a big warehouse. You yeah. assume it is closer to you than it is to, say, the other end of the warehouse. Okay. Bromar uh, is just going to start wandering that direction. Just nice yeah, and confidently. Confidently, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so everyone's going to head along behind you. Are you, you heading for the sound? Yeah, yeah, in the general direction of the sound. You're heading sort of through, you come to, like, uh, a turning you can see sort of straight down for quite a ways to almost the other side of the width rather than the, the length yeah. of the warehouse and you you can sort of get an impression of like some tables some sort of white down lights hanging from the ceiling onto this area you're starting to hear what sounds like sort of chains clanking 
as if someone's sort of dragging them across the concrete floors. So you're still just striding purposefully towards this? Just, just confidently in that direction. Okay, are you not trying to sort of mask the sound of your footsteps or anything? I think Bromar is trying to straddle the line between not obviously then stomping down the hall, but not wanting to seem like she's trying to be quiet. Okay, so there's just like a, a solid click-click of everybody's yeah. boots. To be fair, I'm not sure if any of us are actually that heavily armoured. I don't think you're that heavily armoured. I was thinking more about sort of just the the volume that you would make walking along. The, the general noise of people walking through a slightly echoey warehouse. Especially at this time of night when there's yeah. not many people yeah. around. Okay, you come to where these tables are and there is like a, a, a knoll like napping its heads pretty much on his chest and moving in and out of these portals are gnomes shackled wearing manacles okay remember all history how learned am i how, how many words what do i know about the past uh, yeah, so-so. Sixteen on history. Sixteen. From Mara, you remember a time, some time ago, you went into a warehouse that had exploded. Yeah. A warehouse full of, well, what was left of, some starving gnomes still tied together. Yes, and we tried to release them, I believe. You did, in fact, release them. Yeah. And then they nearly got eaten. Yes. But before that, you took them to a wraith. Yeah. And at that time you were also in a warehouse full of largely broken fake traps. So this seems perhaps to have been the fate of what was going on. This is a working version of whatever you saw when it was broken. Okay, okay. You said that someone's sleeping at a desk. There is a null sort of sleeping just near this portal. It's like a huge 12 foot circular purple rippling portal anything interesting looking on their desk there's like just like a magazine there like sports carts yeah no no useful client information or anything no useful client information the 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 gnomes that are coming sort of back and forth they're going in like carrying these uh like bowls and they're coming back out with the bowls that are more full and it's there's sort of this this brown stuff like yeah. lumps. Any, any idea what that is? You can't tell from where you're standing. How much closer would I have to get to to get a better look? I'd say to sort of really be able to distinguish, I think you'd probably have to be within like 12 feet. I think I think getting that close shouldn't be a problem. About 12 foot away? Yeah. Okay, you get quite close. They're sort of these uh, brown, rubbery looking... Maybe a little bit earthy, but the the earth is slightly purple. Oh, the okay. the earth the the thing inside it though is is it's sort of brown and rubbery. It looks like a like a, a concave disc, like uh like a bit of hemoglobin, you know, like a red yeah. blood cell. Is is but it, like... it's sort of brown and and squishy and rubbery looking. Is this like the unrefined purple worm or something, perhaps? Because I can't remember what purple worm looked like. Purple worm was sort of a bright purple concave disc <laughs> looked sort of rubbery. That's about what I needed. Um, okay, okay. And um, what was, uh, as a reminder, what did the purple worm do before it gets refined? Do we know that? Or it gets treated by the high elves? 
with your 16 history, I will give you... You remember, before everything went really funky, Aaron told you that Purple Worm used to be, like, a, a thing, but it made people sick when they took it. Oh, And yes. the High Elves fixed it. Oh, quote, unquote. Fixed it. Yeah, so... And when you took it, you do remember feeling this sort of, like, numbness in your stomach. A moment of just, like, just drop in your stomach when you first took it. And then replaced with a numbness. Yes. So this is this is purple worm, but it makes you feel too nauseous to take. And that's what the high elves were presumably doing, was making it something palatable for people. You can assume that if you want. That's, that's what I'm assuming right now. I don't think it's wise for us to mess with this right now without um, the, the full group, but it's this is information we now have. It's a thing we know. Uh, do we want to do anything else while we're in this, this factory before we leave? Any thoughts, James? Um, like, I don't think we're going to find a client list or anything. The only thing that would be possibly a character moment would be freeing the gnomes, but I'm not sure that's the best thing to do when we're trying to be hush-hush and everything. I, I feel like the biggest problem, potentially, is if we try and free the gnomes right now, we could make it known that this factory has been compromised and the cart may not come on Wednesday and we might not be able to Yeah, I feel, I feel like we can come back and going. rescue them at a later point. We know they're here. Yeah, I think it's useful to know that they're here and that we, we do probably as a group want to rescue them, but I think maybe we, we get out with the knowledge we have and uh, retreat for now. Would there be any potential in getting a ball of the unrefined purple worm. I'm trying to think if there's any uses for it. If not in eating it, in like saying, look, we've got evidence or whatever. But do we need that? I don't know. Uh, what? Well, here's the question. What is? What are our sleight of hands? Are any of us sleight of handy? Do we need sleight of handy? I, I don't know. If you're going to try and steal something, sleight of hand seems wise. I mean, I mean, it's just on the table in front the of The gnomes you. aren't going to question us, are they? You'd have no idea. <laughs> Do you reckon we should go for it? I mean, is there an advantage to taking it? Because I can't think of uh, one, actually. I can't think of one currently, but also, like, I don't... If we could get it without getting in trouble, I don't think it would hurt to have. No, but, like, this is the risk assessment of the chance yeah. of getting in trouble if, for the reward if, that if we don't, we don't really have... sure about. Yeah. If we don't have a plan in mind for it, I think we just leave it. Okay. Yeah. So with with that, we have additional information. We're gonna try and retreat away and uh, get out of the factory before we uh, we get ourselves into any trouble. Give me a wisdom save. Oh no! It's That's... just an autism roll. Yeah. Twenty one. Yep. You're you're doing really well in this yeah. high stress situation of this... of sneaking in, sneaking out. Oh, this is my first time with a new team, and I'm trying. Putting a real effort in to keep it together. Got to make a it's, good first impression. It, it's paying off. So you both head out of the factory, absolutely no problem. Close the door behind you. Do you perhaps give a, a jaunty wave to the person? Yeah, yeah, a sort of like... Security person? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what, what's your... What's your uh, oh, is there an underdog equivalent of Twitter? Uh, in, well, Instagram? Well, well, what's your Instagram handle? We'll, uh, we'll tag you when it goes out. Big Dog sixty nine four twenty. <laughs> XX. 
Uh, Brumara does not write it down, but we'll never forget that name. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we head off out of the uh, the warehouse with, with our information. The camera pans back from you leaving the warehouse and looking through a window is a scarred, battered-looking knoll <gasps> sharpening a pair of scimitars. Thank you very much for joining us. I have been the mistress of this dungeon. I am Jane Eris Magnet. I can be found on Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac. I'm on SoundCloud as Jane Eris Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. I'm also on StoneMonkeyRadio.blog, where I write things. Twitch.tv slash Janiac, where I stream on Tuesday and Thursday nights. Janiac.redbubble.com, where you can get one of my fantastic t-shirts. And Patreon.com slash StonedMonkeyRadio. As little as a dollar a month would be super helpful. Hi, this is Nick, and you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and stream at the Nick Flair. And if you'd like to read um, some media analysis and self-reflections that I'm writing, uh, you can follow my blog at storieswithnick.blog. I'm Laura K. Buzz in pretty much all of the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. You can find everything I publish at laurakbuzz.com. That's, you know, freelance stuff, podcasts, videos, written articles, everything ends up there. I've got some books. There's Uncomfortable Labels, which is a book about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. It is available now where books are sold. If you want it as an audiobook, it's at laurakbuzzstore.com. There's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is releasing in October 2020. You can, you can pre-order that now through Unbound. Other than that, I am on Pixel Squirt, which is a video game porn review podcast. I'm on Podquisition, where me, Jim Sterling, and Comrade Zimmerman talk about... Mostly about video games and whether they're perfect or just great, but also a little bit lefty politics. I'm on Dice Funk, I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, and 6. It's a, another D&D show. Uh, season 3 is about escaping a, a rainbow barrier town. Season 4 is about overthrowing capitalism. Season 5 is about space and and colonialism, and Season 6, it's about the planes, and we're still sort of working out what the grander themes there are. I think that's everything. I'm Becky. I can be found as at Becky20 on Twitter. The last series that we recorded, Battle of Designated Heroes, can be found under Curiosity Epidemic on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. We didn't forget to record credits for Germs, he just doesn't have any social media presence whatsoever. And we'll see you again sometime. Oh, bye!